Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And, as always, thanks for listening. What should you get out of church? I think I've mentioned this. There's a whole ton of people that aren't even going to church that say they believe in Jesus. But nevertheless, they don't want to be with Jesus' people. Which is a little interesting. But here's the thing. That disturbs me. However... I find it kind of scary. The other thing that I find really scary is I think there was a research study of people who profess in the United States to believe in Jesus and how many of them actually read their Bible. It was like 14%. 14%. Now, I didn't see the study. But I'm telling you, if that's true, that is way scary. Now, I have a friend in education who keeps telling me. He, he says, look, you don't understand. People aren't reading anything. <laughs> people aren't reading anything. Literacy is at all-time low. Here's the complication. If you don't have someone preaching the word to you if you're not reading the word you're basically starving yourself to death spiritually um now what happens in churches that don't preach the word. And I'm not saying they don't have a Bible up there. And I'm not saying they don't throw scriptures around. Because that happens pretty frequently. But here's here's the trend that's a little spooky. The trend now seems to be to have a pep rally and not church. Now, what do I mean by that? In a pep rally, what you got, is first thing is you got a bunch of cheerleaders that come out. Okay? And whip everybody into, into a, a frenzy for the team. And a lot of shouting, a lot of screaming, a lot of, you know, uh, jumping up and down, a lot of, lot of activity. Seems pretty cool. Oddly enough, a lot of praise teams can fit that description. If that's all that's going on. Then, you get a pep talk. So the coach comes out. Who's the coach? I guess, pastor. So the coach comes out. The coach says, yeah, let's, you know, hey, we had a rough rough time before, but this week will be better, and 
and this game and this and this here's what we're going to do and this is the new strategy and blah, 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 and then off they go with that you know and we can do it now um here's the downside now the upside is this it sounds like oh man it sounds like you're getting just all cranky about something that's silly you know because to me that sounds awesome well to be very honest there's nothing matter with the pep rally however comma uh if you're gonna have a pep rally then man have it on wednesday uh to push people through the week on sunday there ought to be some very serious soul searching happening in fact you could argue that very serious soul searching ought to be happening every day but on sunday that's the day you meet together you 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 hash out issues you share a few things with people in your Sunday school, you know, class, in your in your praise group, however you got that going. And then your your pastor comes out and teaches and preaches. Now, what's the difference in teaching and preaching? I'll be honest. I got a lot of communication behind me. And it gets really fuzzy sometimes. But here's the thing. Preaching is something where a pastor will take a topic that is not godly and explain to you why it's not. And it could be something happening in someone's life or in the community or in the church or in the world or in the nation. It could be any of those things. And then they get jiggy with it and explain this is how God looks at that and here's why and they give you scripture to and and I'm, I'm going to phrase this real carefully in that when they use scripture in context okay not just pulling jazz out of the sky to prove something that they you know a pet project but in context and they explain this is why this behavior this action this thought process is evil and god opposes it now there's preaching now teaching normally will encompass that but it can't it can encompass quite a bit of that but also with teaching you get the rest of the story you get the language you get the history you get the culture of what's going on with the passage with the book that's the teaching aspect so that you understand why the context is what is what it is now why is that important why is that blooming important why because we're supposed to be workmen rightly dividing the word of truth. And God holds people personally responsible for that. And I'm here to tell you that 
as somebody who's a communication person and who's preached sermons and preached speeches, you know, and given speeches and all kinds of other fuck job, I'm here to say, when you stand up and you say, this is what God has shared with me, it better be what God has shared with you because if not, God will take a piece out of you. He will. He doesn't, you know. And, and a lot of people just, oh, that's God. Oh, 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 you know, God ain't going to do nothing. Well, a lot of people are blooming miserable in their Christian lives. And they can't figure out why they can never can catch a break. I never can catch a break. I never can catch a It just seems like, I don't know, the whole world's against me. No, what's happening is you're screwing up. And God is trying to help you out of it. And to do that, he's got to get your attention. You know, there used to be an old joke about a guy that had a mule, and the mule would do anything, and then he decides to sell it. And, and then this guy that's buying it, you know, and this is kind of tacky, but, I mean, he basically ends up whopping the mule with a stick. But the, the issue is, he, he said, well, first got to get his attention. Unfortunately, some of us, to get our attention, God's got to use a stick, a big one. And he gets a bigger stick. And hopefully, it ain't fatal. Um, people don't seem to think that. Oh, well, no, no, if God's, you know, if God's in your life, then nothing bad ever happens to you. You know, you can't, you know, you, you're not going to expire or anything. No, well, actually, you can and uh, what you want to be is going in God's direction. But to do that, you have to listen. To listen, you have to have the Word. Why do you have to have the Word? Because it's the mind of God. If you want to know what God's thinking, read the Bible. That's what he's thinking. Is that everything he's thinking? No, but it's enough for a lifetime and then some. Read the word, and you'll never get through it. Never, <laughs> even if you memorize the whole thing, cover to cover, you will never completely delve into everything that is the mind of God. It just won't happen. But here's the thing: you got to have that. Now, why? You know, why is that important? Isn't it? Hebrews four twelve, and let's just. Pull this with the ESV for a second. English Standard Version says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul of the spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Ooh. That's why a lot of people don't read the Bible. Because if you read the Bible, and that's why a lot of people don't go to church. If you go and you have a pastor who's doing his job, or her job, and they're giving you the Word, it's a little painful. Why? Because the Spirit will show you some things to work on. And, now, what Christians aren't always really good at is looking at the things you're doing good. Because you are. 
you know, we tend to tend to look at all the stuff we don't do, but you need to look at the stuff that you need to give, give yourself a little credit, not pride, but credit for going in God's direction. Now, you can't get spiritually healthy without church. Why? Why can't I just sit at home, watch the, you know, watch it, you know, uh, watch the sermons? Well, you can do that. But here's the thing. There's a reason they call it the body of Christ. A body is organic. Organic is biological. It's living, breathing interacting we are parts of the body we have to take our part and move it to their part so that they can minister to us and we can minister to them at church also by the way and yes I do go to a Sunday school I do go to a Sunday school and I try to keep my mouth shut to a certain extent because I, because I need to listen why? Because I need to hear what other people have to say. And you would be amazed. I get blessed by what other people say. Now, do they have all these master's degrees and all this Bible study and all those other years of experience and all that? No. No. But they don't have to. Someone does not have to have a blooming PhD in biblical studies to bless you. You know why? Because God can do it through them. So, that being the case, look at look at what you're doing, and then and then ask yourself how much of the word are you getting? Because if you're not getting regular preaching, if you're I mean you know if you're not having regular visiting with other people, and you're not getting the word, you're not reading the word, studying the word. You're starving yourself, and you're going to be spiritually weak. Spiritually weak people get run over by Satan. He loves it. I mean, literally, he can just knock you over, you know, with a with a stick. Just poof, there's one. Poof, there's one. He loves it. Absolute. Just bowling, bowling for Christians. Boom, knocking them over. So, if you want to get past the situation where you, you know, if you just think, man, I'm never catching any breaks. It may be because your behavior is not where God needs it to be because you're not studying and possibly because you're not getting that input from the ministers in your church. Maybe you're getting, and, and, and here's another thought, maybe you're getting a bunch of pep rallies. Pep rallies are okay. But a steady diet of pep rallies is not feeding you. Pep rallies is, you know, and by the way, coaches aren't always good pastors. Coaches are about, you do what I tell you to do, shut up and do it. 
very few coaches are that, well, how do you feel about the play? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, when you were doing this and this on the line, I think, no. They're saying, oh, you screwed up here and here and here and here and here. This guy got past you. This guy got past you. This guy got past you. So, so why don't you do this, 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 this. Go do it. That, and that's not a pastor. Not necessarily. Pastor's got a prophet, forth-telling kind of situation going on. Pastors are interactive. So anyway, with that thought in mind, I want to encourage Thank you for this keep on keeping this on. edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.